they're here. And for this episode, they watched Poltergeist. Hello and welcome to Cluster Flicks, the podcast where we watch movies from our past to see if they held up over time. My name is Matt, and with me are the your two favorite dicks to have in your ear, and that'd be uh, uh, Rick Provo <laughs> and Rich Inman. Hi, guys. What's up? What's up? Ayo. <laughs> so this week, or this uh, this episode, we are um, talking about Poltergeist, and this was a Rick's pick. Rick, why did you pick this one? Because uh, it's Halloween, and um, <laughs> I, I, I totally had something else different in mind, but then... Uh, Somebody told me it was Halloween coming up, so I stuck with one of the spooky ones. Good thing, good thing you have friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, did, now, did this fit into your purview as far as uh, like because the you know sort of the thing we're looking for is a movie that we know we enjoyed when we watched it a long time ago, but we don't really remember a lot about it. Yeah, that... it, it it matched that um, that to a T. I mean, I don't think I've seen it since i've seen it you know, you know what i mean the, the first time and i remember enjoying it back then and and there certainly were were things that that i was looking forward to seeing because they kind of spooked me or freaked me out a little bit back then sure. i wanted to see you know what they looked like now yeah rich i don't know your history with this movie was but i i had seen it but uh that i mean this would have been a perfect one for me also and it i mean as far as uh, i remembered a scene or two and not much else about it. Um, I had not seen this one, but I had seen Poltergeist two a couple times when I was a oh, like a preteen. Isn't that against the law? You can't really watch the <laughs> the, the sequel that before the before the. It, well, I, it wasn't what I, it wasn't my choice. You know, my parents watched it, and then yeah. I well, just I I don't know where to go from here. That's that just kind of <laughs> threw me for a loop. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I have no no retort for that. Yeah, it's, um, it's weird being the youngest person in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into the synopsis then. As always, spoiler alert because we're going to talk about this whole damn movie. So, <laughs> two stories. <laughs> let's do it. Okay, so we open with uh, the sound of the Star Spangled Banner blaring, and I'm just barely old enough to have recognized why what was going on just from that sound it took me uh, a while it took me the yeah. second time to go oh yeah yeah, yeah. It, took me, it took me a second it's just like that just blasted me wide awake like oh my god i remember that happening yeah <laughs> and uh, it's like two in the morning on on some channels you know yeah <laughs> and for, for those of you that are are too young to remember this this when TV stations go went off the air back in the day, then they would do they would sign off with the Star Spangled Banner. I don't know if they did did they do that on all stations or was that a certain station? Or? I don't know if it was all stations or or not. I just remember it happening. But that is what's it's, happening here. And you you said something weird about so, station going off the air. What does that I, mean? I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, stations went off the air back in the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. When the film finally fades into view, we see a guy falling asleep in front of the TV. Uh, that guy is uh, Craig T. Nelson, uh, coach. TV, TV's coach. <laughs> That's <laughs> where he's from. I'm like, where is this guy? From? What else is he in? He's also uh, not the Cheers coach, but the mm-hmm. the different coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you also might recognize him from the airport because he is. Uh, he's got a place here <laughs> in our area. I don't know where, but 
Really? Does he, yeah. does he hang out at the airport a lot? No, but that's where I met him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's a little creepy, even if I, <laughs> I guarantee you, even if I ran into him, I would have been like, hey, how's it going? Normal person who I have no reason to like have any other interaction but this one. <laughs> so he's sleeping in front of the TV. Uh, we then see their uh, golden retriever. This is one of my favorite moments of the movie, by the way. Making the rounds, and so you blew your wad early. So early? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, it doesn't get any better than this. (laughs) This dog is making the rounds, going from room to room, to from sleeping person to sleeping person, stealing their snacks, basically. I'm like, dog, just leave everybody alone. Let them sleep. Why is that guy sleeping on a bag of chips anyways, though? That is a smart dog. The kid yeah. probably took the bag of chips and hid it under his pillow so he could eat yeah. it later. Yeah. Right, yeah. And yeah. actually, I actually really enjoyed the whole scene myself. Yeah. Um, when he gets, when the dog gets to the, uh, the, a little, the, the daughter, the little girl, she wakes up and she goes downstairs. And at this point, um, the Star Spangled Banner had ended, and then we just have a static happening on the TV. Hmm. And, Epilepsy uh, alert, by the way, for from now to the end of the stupid movie. Right. <laughs> Is that a trigger? No, it just, I usually don't mind. But for whatever reason, like this movie just like took it to a level where I was like, all right, um, that's enough. I've Can I see? All day. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this girl little starts talking to the staticky television. Um, she is clearly answering questions that we're not hearing. You know the words, the the, the actual questions. She's just giving answers. Most of the answers are I don't know. And mm-hmm. then we have the credits starting while we look at a very nice looking suburbs sort of area um with just really nice uh music playing in the background my thought was this is very 80s like the the the, like it was like this is like a very 80s way to introduce like the perfect neighborhood in the perfect area in southern california in in any other movie that's not like a thriller horror movie I mean, I'm I'm guessing establishing shots haven't gone away with time. I think that still happens. I think <laughs> I don't, that's not what I'm not saying that. Oh, okay. it was the music that it was accompanied with the music. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. We see a guy carrying a case of beer, riding a bicycle. My note about this is that this would not look out of place in can at all. <laughs> <laughs> the neighborhood kids are kind of messing with him with with RC cars and he drops a few of his beers, but picks them up. It doesn't seem to get too mad at the kids. I would have been. Yeah. Dude. Like he, it was, would get a beating, Mm -hmm. but no, he didn't even acknowledge what had happened. He just falls down, grabs whatever's left. Even one that's still just like, right. And just starts uh, running. (laughs) Yeah. And and the reason he's in such a hurry is because apparently the big game is on because he's got to get in there with all of his, all the boys to watch this football game and Mm -hmm. um they're you know super excited about this game and um but then every time something like amazing it sounds like something great's gonna happen the tv is switches over to mr rogers neighborhood beer is also spewing out of this guy's arms too right in the house yeah and and nobody's acknowledging it yeah Yeah, like whatever they're all way too excited (laughs) yeah uh, um, I want yeast growing off my carpet and walls. Don't worry about it. 
the reason this uh, the channel keeps changing is because the neighbor's remote control is somehow connected to their TV. And no, it, it was running on the same like uh, frequency. This again yeah, made me yeah. think how very eighties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, right. honestly, I, I remember remote remote controls from the from the early eighties, and I remember them having like a string attached to them. You know, that that yeah. attached right to the TV. Those are the yeah yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, know yeah. If, the, if the wireless ones were around when this movie might have uh, come out. Oh, you know let's I mean? see when the movie came out. I do remember those two. Um, but it came out June fourth of eighty two. Eighty two. Okay. Eighty two you may be right, but this is like a very, very affluent neighborhood. That, right? So. I mean they have like essentially what is it, like two, what, three what, story what houses. That I didn't have enough money for a good remote control. I didn't have <laughs> enough money for a good remote control. <laughs> Nope, you're allowing like four. So <laughs> my parents. What are you gonna? Uh, but yeah, by the time I remember using a TV, it was those, uh, you know, wireless remotes. But um, I I also remember TVs with the cable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. eighty-two. Okay, now I have to look it up. Keep going, Matt. I'll look it up. Will do. So they have kind of a clicker war where they're changing each other's TV back and forth and back and forth. Next, we kind of skip over to see what mom's doing, and what she's doing is uh, finding a dead bird in the birdcage. She she goes to flush it, but she gets caught by the little girl. And then we see the, the little boy of the family starting to climb a tree. Then we, we're back to mom and the little girl, and she's now burying the bird in a tobacco box, I think it cigar, was. Cigar box, yeah. Um, a cigar box, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I I loved this part, by the way. It was the very, daughter. yeah. The daughter was all like clearly not really understanding what death is, and like wanted, we'll put this so that the bird can do this, and we'll put this the in flower. here. So, yeah, you and then the little the flower. Yeah. yeah, and then they finally bury it, and the, the kids just like, all right, now it's over. Buy me yeah. a goldfish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean. It was a nice little touch because that is very much what some kids are like. I'm sure there are kids that are probably broken up about whatever, yeah, you know, pet for a while. But that that seemed to ring true to me. Yep. And next we see that the boy that's up in the tree sees um, some angry looking clouds moving in in the distance. There's a storm a coming. There's a storm a coming for sure. So the mom and little girl bury Tweety in the garden. This is what you mentioned. But the dog immediately is once <laughs> is wanting to dig it up as a snack. Lunch. <laughs> and little girl says, uh, "Can I get a goldfish now?" I have an answer. Yeah. By the okay, way, for the it. remote control thing, I had to do some reading. Technically, the first wireless remote control was invented in 1955, oh, um, but it used light. And you had to point the light at this very, like, very specifically at these photoreceptors in the TV. Mm-hmm. But the ones we're talking about and the ones we think of when we think of wireless remotes was invented in 1970 by RCA. Okay. Wow. That, that technology has been around a lot longer than I would have anticipated. Yeah. So cut to nighttime and it's stormy. Those, those, those clouds have arrived and brought a big old storm with them. Well, did um, we talk about that tree? Didn't he see that tree before the storm? 
outside his window. That, that ugly tree that doesn't belong in this neighborhood. Yeah. That one. Yeah. And totally, yeah. totally looks like one of those wacky arm flailing, balloon flailing right. guys. Yeah. Right. Everything yeah. in this neighborhood is nice except for this dead tree that, yeah. that wants to eat children. Then has yeah. a, <laughs> then looks like one of those fish people. Like it has a face that looks like one of those fish people from Star Wars. So it's a, it's a nice looking tree. Right. Yeah. He's not scared of it at all either. That was my next note. Little boy has a very creepy out- tree outside of his window. Oh, so sorry. I didn't mean to. That. Oh, no, wow. I'm good. sorry. They're right with me. <laughs> we cut. We see mom and dad. Uh, they're rolling joints in bed. Mm-hmm. And mom tells a hilarious story about getting a guy sent to jail because of her sleepwalking when she was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Not funny. I you know. All. I feel like she may have changed some of the details of that story a little bit. You know, you know what right. I mean. She, 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 you know, came from the '60s and '70s. She, she probably did some things. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody had your experience in the '60s and '70s, Rick. I, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're touching on, and I don't really want to delve into this. This isn't like. This isn't like, a, like they a seemed like like they were just hippies. Dial a shrink. You know, and then all of a sudden, oh, yeah. a baby came along and changed their lives. It's kind of oh, what, yeah. what this family seems like to me. I because mean, oh, yeah. that, that daughter <gasps> totally. is 16. Yeah, yeah. And, and the mom is only 32. And right. they're so, still smoking yeah. weed. and yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. They're, they're pretty right. hip. Yeah, you're yeah. totally right. He became a real estate salesman, spoiler alert. But I just think that that, uh, that story, I was like, oh, my God. Like, So this mom tells a story about, have, about because... I guess we didn't really mention it that when the girl was talking to the TV, the whole family somehow woke up and was watching her at the end of that, that little, and I mean, that's it. They were just watching her talk television. Yeah. Right. Uh, and they all, they all thought it was like uh, ominous, like oh, yeah. what's going well, on, you know, and, kind of, but now they're I mean, all, she's now, five, five year olds talk to TVs. <laughs> sure. just and, <laughs> and, and mom and dad are now talking about how maybe she was sleepwalking for when she was doing that. Mm-hmm. And then mom's like, you know, I was a sleepwalker when I was a kid. I told you that story about how I slept, walked and slept and, and, and fell asleep in the back of my neighbor's car. And he drove all the way to work and, <laughs> And before he realized it, and it freaked him out, and then he got sent to jail because they thought he kidnapped me. I was like, holy shit, that's a bad day for that neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so dad, I'm guessing super baked, start starts doing this, like, diving routine off the bed. Like, we're pretending to dive. I guess he was a, a diver, probably in college or something, yeah. or high school. Yeah, Either he way, might have seen somebody something. on TV once. I don't, uh, he, he also was a stoner, so he didn't do a whole mm, lot of diving. He was either. very specifically talking about when you go off the three-meter one, yeah. right? So I think he. it seemed like he had some experience. But uh, man, all way, I could think not, of right here was... you do sober. <laughs> no, all, all I could... Yeah, all I was thinking of at this point was like, man, they are so high. And they are so <laughs> big. I know, yeah. they were giggling, and he's doing this thing, mm. and... Uh, we, we, we see that neither of the little kids are sleeping at this point. Um, and I said, probably because of that fucking creepy clown that right? they just have like. They have posted. on a chair facing <laughs> them. them. Why? <laughs> and even, like, spoiler, but later in that movie, the clown is still around. How the fuck is this clown still part of this movie? Yeah. <laughs> After everything that happened, and they're like, right? um, thing, they look at the, the clown, they look at the clown, and they're like, that's legit. Yeah, then no, nope. no worries. We'll just sit this right yeah, back in the stay. chair. <laughs> like, I could just see them putting their kids to bed and being like, "Don't worry, Mister Clown will watch over you, and if you move, he'll move. <laughs> I know. 
Like I would not, I would not sleep a wink if that clown. That clown would have been out the window. Today, I would not sleep a wink if that clown was in my room. Not even a little. Yeah. It's bad enough that I think that that I know that clown exists somewhere in a prop department. Right. I'm just gonna see it in the dark corners of my house now. (laughs) What clown? It's it's little glowing eyes just every once in a while. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The little boy shoots the clown with his finger guns and then puts a jacket over his face so everything's okay and saved there. Mom and dad are fucking baked and they're goofing around uh, until the son comes in and he's scared because of the thunder. Dad gives him a piggyback ride back to bed. Then dad teaches the kid how to... I'm calling these guys dad and mom because we have not been introduced to anybody in this family. Like nobody, we know nobody by name at this point. Yeah, I don't think I ever heard the mom's name once. I did hear the dad's name occasionally yeah. and all of the kids' names. But they say mom, it at the end just a lot. Actually. Oh, the mom? Yeah. yeah it's just there's I so much going on and there's more people there than just them. That like you're just like, whatever, that's some names. that's somebody in this scene, I guess. I feel like one of the neighbors <laughs> might have called her by name and I just, yeah, I don't, I, it, right now it's not in my head. The, the high-pitched voice lady calls her by name. Yeah. So dad, uh, after taking the kid back to bed, he teaches him how to count uh, the distance of the storm. That works for a little bit as far as calming the kid down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then, that didn't work. Yeah, but then we see, like, then it's like a quick cut to the two little kids asleep in bed with mom and dad. So it didn't obviously didn't stick. Mm-hmm. And then we learn that dad's company actually built all the houses in this neighborhood. Once again, the TV goes off the air, and there's static, and the little girl is drawn to the TV. We see there's, and we're in the bedroom at this point, uh, with the parents and all the kids and everything. Not all the kids. It's misleading. There's an older daughter. She is not really a part of any of this. I love how we're introduced to the older daughter, by the way. Because I relate to that so much right now. He, like, quickly opens the door. Go to bed. Closes the door. (laughs) She like covers the phone and he opens the door again and he goes, stay off the phone, closes the door. I'm like, that's me every night. Only with the internet. I don't know how old the, so the daughter was supposed to be 16, you said? 16, yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess that's sort I mean, because I was like, I was like, she is a little progressive, I think, for 16. She's definitely an experienced 16 year old. Let's put it that way. (laughs) She makes some comments later on in the movie that uh say that, that, you know, she's. She's been around the block a little bit. Yeah. You can tell. Like mom, let's put it that way. You can tell she's the oldest daughter of hippie parents who did not expect to get pregnant. Right. And they did all the wrong things for like 10 years. And then they're like, okay, now let's actually have kids that we don't screw up. Yeah, I think yeah. that's pretty accurate. I think the actress playing her was like uh, 23 at, at this point. No. year old Yeah. Yep. No way. She looked so young. Wow. That's. That's uh, shocking to me. Uh, so the girl is watching the staticky TV. I don't remember if she talks to it uh, at this point, probably. Uh, but there are some weird sparklies happening in the TV. And then a ghost hand shoots out uh, into the wall above the bed and causes an earthquake, I guess. And that's how the earthquakes happen in California. <laughs> and then, always... <laughs> it's a ghost uh, hand <laughs> grabs the earth and shakes it. <laughs> This wakes up the family, of course, and then the little girl looks at them and it says that iconic line, they're here. Um, yep. uh, well, you got to say it like her. <laughs> they're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Next we are... Uh, There's a second iconic day. line, too, that we'll have to do in character later. Okay. All right. It's the next morning. Uh, we're doing breakfast, and it's pretty chaotic. Um, the kids are kind of not really fighting. They're, it's good-natured, but they're, you know, throwing food at each other and laughing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're an eight- and five-year-old, and they the park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mom then asked the little girl what she meant by they're here, and she said, the little girl says, the TV people. Then uh, the little girl goes to the TV and watches Static for a while, <laughs> and the older daughter gets hit on very creepily by the workers outside. Oh, dude, yeah. When I watched that part, I was like, they realize she's 16, right? Like, yeah. Like, finally. Just, oh. <laughs> I, was, I was like, these guys are ballsy. What if they get caught? But mm-hmm. you know what? Mom sees the they whole did. thing. And mom, mom sees the whole thing and does not care. She oh, laughs. She's, she's like, yeah, the, the girl <laughs> flips like her off. And then she, she has this, like, grin on her face, like, that's my daughter flipping off yeah. those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, she watches her daughter do this like teasing little dance for them, and then mm-hmm. it ends with him or with her flipping them off, and they're like, oh. and she's "That's like, my girl. That's my girl. <laughs> we'll have a toddler running around pretty soon." I, I raised her right. <laughs> Upstairs, the dog is freaking out, looking at that wall where the ghost hand went in, and then it turns out he just kind of wants to play fetch with whatever's in that wall because he's bringing over a ball and just dropping it on the bed and looking at the wall. So, yeah. Back downstairs, one of the workers is helping himself to coffee and snacks through the window. These guys again, pretty ballsy. Well, uh, they call her. They 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 say her name, and he right, she says yeah. his first name or his nickname, whatever it is. So that made me believe they believe they had some sort of relationship, like right. pre, like like they're the contractors that just build all the houses there, and he's like the yeah. s- salesman, so they know each other or whatever. All the chairs are pulled back from the table. All of a sudden, uh, mom pushes them in and looks away for a couple seconds. And when she looks back, they're stacked on top of the table, all weird. The little girl says, "It's the TV people." Then we have a scene where the dad is selling houses. Not much happens. I think this is just to establish that this is his job, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's uh, with the shitty lines that it, that he uses. How is he? responsible for 42 percent of the sales in this, in this i have complex. no idea like it's the, <laughs> like, like the other guys must really suck i know i'm watching him i'm like man how does he even sell houses <laughs> not much else around when you when they zoom out from that little that town it's like in a desert or something you know yep. and uh maybe they're just giving those houses away <laughs> i don't know because yeah, you're right. It, it does not seem to be great at what he's doing, but yeah, yeah. whatever. Especially those houses sell themselves. Yeah, people es- like that realistic touch when it comes to a realtor, maybe. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Also, like that couple complaining about how all the houses look the same. Yeah, and then he was like, "Well, yeah, but so and so has a jacuzzi here, and it, blah 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 that." And I'm just like, "Yeah, but on the outside, it looks the same." Like you're a terrible salesman. Like I immediately have a comeback for you. It's like, is it shaped differently? Are there different number of rooms? Is my kitchen not the same as your kitchen? No. Okay, it's the same. No, because we saw somebody else's layout. It was the exact. Or I guess it was that the same layout as. It literally right? cut from a shot of his house. kitchen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to this house in this with the same exact view. Right. And then right. he shows up trying to sell the house. I'm like, yeah, all those houses are the same. When dad gets home, the mom is super excited and show him the chair stuff. Um, 
and so she she's got all these like markings on the floor and uh it looks like a, like a life-size game of sorry almost oh yeah and she uh, she puts she's like puts a chair in the circle that she drew and the chair uh kind of gets drawn to the wall on the far end of the room there's like another the two circle. arrows that were, that were on the um, yeah. on the floor there pointing that that's the direction where they like two separate yeah, in, arrows in case go, that's going that way yeah, yeah. in case you weren't sure had, right don't stand here <laughs> or you're gonna go that way which way look at the other arrow <laughs> that way that's the way <laughs> um at some point, at one point, she puts a helmet on the little girl and sets her in the circle, and she zooms over to the wall. I know. If I, this it, isn't foreshadowing, I don't know what is. Which is kind of, I mean, right. it's, it's kind of funny, but it's also like, wait, at some point, you just experimented with your daughter the first time on this, yeah. and it was like, you had no idea what the hell was going to happen. Well, yeah, but then but, she d- she describes what it feels like to get pulled. So so maybe, maybe, maybe she, she did it did first, that. and it's just like, oh, this is safe. No, it's not. It's not safe. But you know, when the, when she did the chair in that experiment, the chair stopped, and uh, yeah. you know, in the next circle, when she did the daughter, dad had to catch her before she hit the wall. She was flying. Uh-huh. She, she might have stopped too. We don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, she would have stopped for sure, but it would have been because she got help. <laughs> yeah, put a helmet on her. What do you want from her? <laughs> That's it. One helmet. You're Mob of perfectly the year. protected. You also got the feeling that this has happened, I don't know, dozens of times. All day. The girl All day she's been doing bored. it. This yeah, girl, she... This little girl was super bored by this. Yeah, and yeah. she's got a rash, too, because it burns. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a really bad cut in the film at this point. And oh, yeah. Like, where it, uh, and I did see something briefly on IMDb about uh, that. There was some weird like scene there where they were bad mouthing Pizza Hut and Pizza Hut asked them to take it out. So, um, yeah, so. because they did mention Pizza Hut. Yeah, because she didn't so, want to cook. Yeah, there was some stuff in there. I guess maybe I have no idea what it was, but maybe people were saying, "Ew, Pizza Hut's gross. We don't want that or whatever." And they mm, were like, no, "I don't know. Can't. Now I want Pizza Hut." I know. <laughs> That's actually maybe what I'm getting tonight. <laughs> all right. So the the cut happens and mom and dad are all of a sudden like across the street asking the neighbors if anything weird is happening there also. They're, they're, they're so high. Like I feel are, like this is a recurring theme. Oh yeah, yeah. They're just all giggles. Oh, I thought see this I didn't get that they were high. Like I just thought that they were kind of giddy from the weird like I don't know. They thought it was just kind of cool stuff, like the, well, the you know the dad throughout all this stuff going on. He was pretty, pretty like he didn't think it was. It. Like, yeah, it was, he didn't it think it was cool. Something. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was having problems, and now, now he's all giggling and, yeah. and having a good time. He's big. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll go with you on this. They're also getting attacked by mosquitoes like super badly. I know. I felt like there was going to be some sort of follow up, like that was going to lead to something, but that was not the end a thing. Of it. Yeah, not not a thing. Thing. the neighbor and, did say that nobody in his family has ever been bitten by a mosquito. Yeah, yeah. They, that's I, that's I, why. I, yeah, that's why I was. That's why I kept like thinking, okay, I guess this is going to be a thing, because they made such a big deal about it in the dialogue. Like it was right. like three minutes of dialogue. They wouldn't shut up about the mosquitoes. That is why I'm bringing this up because I'm like that. It has no bearing whatsoever on the rest of the movie. I <laughs> yeah. guess we're supposed, get, we're supposed to assume it has a supernatural connotation. Or that mosquitoes don't like 
douchebag neighbors for some reason. I don't know what the, what the point of any of that was. Yeah, I'm not eating any of that blood. Um, <laughs> next, mom and dad are discussing the phenomenon. Uh, the little boys upstairs counting the storm distance. It's getting super close. Pretty and quickly. so is that tree. <laughs> the tree <laughs> grabs the kid, <laughs> breaks through the window, and grabs the kid yeah. and pulls him outside. <clears throat> And there's starts a lot, literally there's a lot eating him. Scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. The little, the little girl's closet is now sucking everything in the room into it and glowing. Meanwhile, the little boy is getting eaten by the tree. Which was weird. <laughs> I thought that first, I thought that was weird. But second, I was like, okay, so this is like. No, wait, wait, wait. What's so weird about that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, so when 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 it's titled Poltergeist, I don't think okay, a tree is going to come to life and try to eat somebody. That's really not poltergeist activity. So yeah, that was when I was like, oh, this is how we're gonna go. Okay. I'm also calling bullshit that no neighbors ever like sort of witness any of this early stuff. Like, yes, I don't know you guys, but I hear a noise and I'm at my window and it's just like, oh, just you know, George yeah. coming home from work. Every, like, just, just George, night. George getting eaten by the tree again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah. yeah. There's no like older neighbor named Agnes that is like constantly looking at her front window with the binoculars. Come the... on, I mean, they're so close to their neighbors that they. Uh, that their remote controls control each other's TVs, but they don't come to investigate. The Yet another, them. yeah. Yet another yeah. thing they decided to make kind of important. I, by the way, yeah. I thought that exchange between them was hilarious, but like, but that never came up again. Maybe it, like, yeah, not a relationship that really matters in the long run. A little girl gets sucked into the closet. The dad saves the little boy from the tree. And then the tree gets sucked into a tornado, and the whole family runs upstairs to check on Carol Ann. I finally found her, got her name at some point. I think yeah. they were yelling her name a lot at this point because they were looking for her. Yeah. They uncover everything in the closet and think that she might be under this blanket that's like the last thing in the back. But it's and just they think that, she's dead. It's just she's that creepy ass clown that's right. under there. <laughs> Thank God the clown is safe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're looking yeah. everywhere in the house for Carol Ann. Uh, they can't find her anywhere. Uh, Mom thinks for sure that she ended up in the swimming pool. I don't know how she jumped to this conclusion. She had mentioned earlier that uh, she was worried about the swimming pool and the girl, little girl sleepwalking, but this wouldn't be an instance of her sleepwalking, but whatever. She goes, she immediately runs out there and she splash. Oh, no, the dad's out there and he's splashing around in the pool Uh but can't find her there either. I don't know uh, that it's technically called a pool at this point. It's, <laughs> it's a hole with mud yeah. and water in it. <laughs> yeah, it's the Encino Man style pool. Right. Uh, meanwhile, the little boy uh, starts hearing Carol Ann through the TV. And next thing we see is Dad talking to a group of people at, I think, a college. Uh, right, that's what it looked like to me too. These guys end up uh, turn out to be paranormal investigators of some sort, or their that's their hobby anyway. They all come back to the house to investigate. What at one point one of the guys brags about recording a matchbox car moving something like seven feet in seven hours, mm -hmm. and how exciting that was. Right. And can't. Dad opens the door to the the kids' room, and it's 
fucking bananas in there like everything swirling <laughs> around the yeah. room and like flying on their own and it's He's like oh that's cute you know totally. uh this was and this is a good example of uh that this something i had no recollection of was was that this movie had comedy like it actually had like right. it was a, it was a i would call it a comedy horror you know uh of sorts mm. um because they there was a lot of things to to laugh about in here, and like even they had funny moments for sure. Even when things yeah. got intense, they had they tried to throw in a little levity in the middle of those too, which I thought was that's funny. true. Um, but I think it's more uh, the uh, the fact that good stories have a little bit of like almost every genre in them, yeah. and I think that's what we're seeing here more than that they wanted it to be like a comedy horror. I saw it more as a thriller. Yeah, I guess yeah. I could get on board with that. I just, yeah. I just don't remember laughing at it when I was. Yeah, a kid. me. Yeah, I didn't expect to, but there were some funny parts for sure. Yeah, I don't know if we mentioned it, but it was written by Spielberg, which uh, right. is sort of. Uh, oh, I missed that part. I thought he just uh, produced it, like executive produced it. Yeah, no, he was. A, he was. You know, I, I read a little bit about it, and there was speculation that he you know at least was co-director if not the main director however he was contractually um forbidden from doing it because of what else he was doing so yeah. so uh, the speculation yeah. was that he really was in control however this uh this guy toby hooper um was listed as the director yeah and it's not an anagram of steven spielberg i checked guys i tried to do that <laughs> spoiler god damn it there's no v there's no i darn matter of fact there are no common letters whatsoever between those two names there's a t <laughs> in there and an e yeah yeah <laughs> If you were playing Hangman, you'd probably get a couple of them in common. <laughs> Three <laughs> letters. Yes. Anyway, so they have they have opened the door to the craziness that's going on in the kids' room. Next, the investigators uh, say that they need to find out whether it is a haunting or if it's a poltergeist. I had a suspicion at this point which one it was. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> you know, honestly, by the descriptions that they gave, it, it seemed to me like, like a, it was the other, like yeah. not a pol- poltergeist. I'm like, well, honestly, I think they screwed up the title then. <laughs> I think what they did never got the across is that I, I think both is happening here, right? Like, yeah, that's what we find out in the long run is that there's a. They try and reach Carol Ann. Uh, the dog starts acting all goofy. They hear Carol Ann talking. She says she's afraid of the light, and the investigators tell her to stay away from the light, that it's dangerous. Yes. Then jewelry starts raining from the ceiling. Carol Ann says that someone is coming to where she is. They hear Carol Ann being chased all around the house. And then the mom feels Carol Ann move through her. Um, I thought this was a weird part of this scene, It makes everybody smell her. Yeah, mom can (laughs) smell her on her scarf and makes everyone else smell it, too. (laughs) Even the people who had never smelled Carol Ann still have to smell mom. It smells just like (laughs) her. Oh, yeah, Yeah. that's Carol Ann for sure. (laughs) Yeah, this this was a... (laughs) I know exactly what five-year-old girls smell like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this was definitely a weird part of this scene because the whole scene is very tense, right? And it's building up a lot of tension. And then they release it right here with this whole um, – and 
maybe it's the fake maybe it's the fake tension releasing to like make the next part of the scene more impactful but it felt weird and out of place yeah, especially since, as far as we know, Carol Ann is still running for her life from whatever entity is chasing That's, her. And Mom's just yeah, like, right. oh my god, I can smell her. Yeah, and she starts crying <laughs> tears fine. tears of joy. Can you believe it? Yeah. Yeah, I weird. Did, now, there was some sort of time jump with, between um, the night that Carol Ann disappeared into her closet and the time they went to the the college that we didn't correct yeah you got the sense that that they were just rode hard and put up wet and yeah in some period of time it's um, been, it was definitely uh, wasn't the next minimum day. days uh, but yeah. these guys seem super like i don't know almost they were oddly at ease with everything that was happening in their house yeah at this point. exactly <laughs> and i don't and i don't know if that was just because it was constant and that they, they were just this is what was going on and yeah. all the time so that they sort of just got used to it um, I felt like it was in the area of like two to three weeks, and that's kind of where I would have landed also. But yeah. it, I mean, it with something that intense, a few days might do that also. So it's yeah, hard to say for sure. but what happened? The interaction he has with the with his uh, employer later makes me think that it's not quite that long. Yeah. Next, uh, some sort of big gust of force. I'm going to say not really air knocks everybody on their asses. That's in this uh, living room, all the investigators, the family, everybody. Mm-hmm. One of the investigator guys comes downstairs saying that he got bit trying to go into the kids' room. Later, the investigators are having a whispered conversation. Well, this I is the section of the movie. Word of. Yeah. This is the, this is the whisper section of the movie where everybody's yeah. whispering and it's just like, sure. Uh, have yeah, your I own private conversation. I guess I I'm not here have, to hear what you're saying. I didn't have access to the closed captioning in this, and I really wish I had because I don't know that I missed a lot, but it would have been nice to know what any of that happened. I, 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 I jacked I up the volume during this part so I could hear it. Yeah, I tried that, and it just I, I barely, still barely caught much of it. Mm. They do finish by saying that the, if there is a way out, there must be a way in. Is that yes, sound right? Seems like it should yeah. be backwards. Is that the, it would seem like, yeah, it was, that sounds backwards to me. Yeah, I don't remember that line, but I it doesn't sound... I wrote it down the way I heard it, but... Okay. It's, that um, sounds like the way they said it. Yeah. There's more whispered conversations. <laughs> the lady <laughs> investigator tells the little boy about what might happen when people die. And this has been a theme of a couple of our right. movies. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where? <laughs> How did it become your responsibility to teach this child about a, a major part of life? You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> or or n- not life, I guess, in this case. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. The little boy and the older daughter are going to go stay with grandma. Sort of, and that's about all I got from any of this. I don't know if you guys got more from that scene. Um, I thought the older daughter was just like staying at some friends or something like that. Yeah, you know, the I older daughter the... went to go stay with some friends. Okay, that okay, that makes right, sense. Because this is where they put the boy in, in the a taxi, taxi cab. Right? This is like, the part where I was like, I noticed like this boy is getting raped and murdered. Dude, right now. that's what right. I thought. I was like, <laughs> I don't care what age this is. Like, you don't trust a like. How close are grandparents? Like, is this taxi cab driver going to drive this kid alone with his dog for, like, eight hours to nope, some other that's town? A, that's his yeah. boy now. 
No, nope. the pet, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, owns him. along with the dog. He, he owns the dog now too, so I guess he can right. do whatever he wants with that. Uh, Both yeah. of them are getting buried in a shallow grave. And then, <laughs> and and right before, right before the kid drives away in the taxi cab, the mom's like, "Call me," and I'm like, "But what? <laughs> What's your number?" <laughs> I was like. <laughs> It is a weird she, so she's sending wait you're sending him to your grandparents and he needs to call you so you don't know their number do they know that they're coming why are you comfortable with this random they, cab driver driving this kid somewhere do they even know they have a grandchild at this point i mean who, who knows i don't know this is weird <laughs> it was a weird like it totally took me out of the movie made me think I, yeah i don't care what a era we're in this is not a normal thing parents are doing with their kids it's well, just no way they were hippies you know everything was fine in the 70s well you know what you guys this is this just shows the difference between you two and me since i don't have children none of that crossed my mind i'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, so i was just like oh good they're getting the little boy to safety <laughs> in the most unsafe way possible yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Just give him a backpack and put him on his bicycle. Like, yep, that's it. go that way. It's, that is safer than what they did. <laughs> they should just feed him to the tree. I think he'd be better off that yeah. way than getting in this cab. I learned something new. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know. No, I'm never going to get in a taxi unless I do. Yeah, now definitely don't take Daisy with you either. That's for sure. <laughs> right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Now it's late at night and everyone's asleep except for the two guy investigators. Yeah. The nerdy one goes looking for snacks, so he's heading into the kitchen. And he's eating snacks all the way on the way to his snacks. Is yeah, what he's, he's, he's finishing like, his, everything yeah. that he, he can find. He's just chewing it. He is hungry. <laughs> yeah. he, when he's in the kitchen, a steak starts crawling across the kitchen counter. Here's another here's uh, another thing that made me that took me out of the movie. He he grabbed that steak. By the way, that looked like the perfect cut of steak that had ever been like the perfect yeah. like movie style steak. Like they had sure. made it out of jello or something to look like a steak. Yeah. Just raw, like it was sitting on yeah. the counter, not in right. any sort of container. Ooh. Smelled it real quick. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm like that's just not just contaminating grab, anything else in the fridge. Like grab the chicken leg out of there and immediately right. first, popped Immediately. Like None of this was covered. I was like, yeah. maybe this, in the 80s, they just didn't care about salmonella. That's not what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> when he sees the steak crawling, he spits out the chicken leg that he's chewing on, and it's got maggots all over it. Yeah. Um, and he, so, he, of course, he kind of freaks out about this, and he goes to wash. Uh, he goes to this little wash closet that's attached to the kitchen, it looks like, to wash his mouth out, which is weird. Like, why? I mean, there, I'm, I'm assuming there's a sink in the kitchen, but he definitely goes into a little room to do it. There's no mirror in yeah, the kitchen, that's, though. That's why I was saying, yeah. oh, right. Uh, it would not work well for the plot, right? Yeah. yeah. For that specific scene, <laughs> what they were trying to film, they couldn't do it in the kitchen. That's fair. Yeah. So... Once he's done throwing up, he starts peeling his own face off. Yeah. His head is practically skeletal when there's a sudden flash and he's back to normal. So and this is the one thing, like as this happened, this is why scary movies apparently don't affect me anymore. Because as he's doing it, here's what I thought. Hmm. If I, if my face all of a sudden was like able to be peeled off, would I keep going? Like, right. is that yeah. like, would I just continue to peel more and more of my face off or would I just stick my hands on my face and rush to the emergency room? 
I know. It's just like, uh, oh no, oh whoops, oh whoops. no, oh no, oh, and it just keeps going and keeps peeling more. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I would, but maybe part of it is the like that he like had this compulsion to keep going. That's where I had to land on to. Yeah, but it, this is definitely like the the first gory scene I would say that we have in this movie. There's really nothing. Yeah, uh, the most gory thing, but be- yeah, the most gory thing before this was when the when the boy was almost eaten by the tree. He had a bunch yeah, of blood. All, he had again, some blood yeah, all over him, but that was about it. Did. I mean, this is this is a whole different level. I would say it is. Yeah. Okay, so meanwhile, the other investigator guy is manning the monitors, and I say this very loosely because he's yeah. not looking at them at all. Uh, and he specifically came over. To like the guy was like, I'm gonna go cook some food. Yeah. You watch the monitors, and okay. then he put his oh, headphones back on. Yeah, <laughs> he put wrong. his headphones yeah. back on, and then loud yeah. headphones, so he can't hear anything. Turned right. away from all the action, just drawing on the pad. Yeah, he's doodling, I guess, yeah. um, which is super important. <laughs> One of the cameras starts moving on its own. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be doing that. Uh, I don't know if that was supposed to be supernatural or if this was like a. Just a high tech camera. I was the same way with that. It's like, yeah. it's like, does the camera able to sense that yeah. something is happening, or no? Is, they are the poltergeist right? As I know they right. didn't get into that at all. So Mm-mm. either way, camera's moving on its own. It's pointing at the stairs. Suddenly, there's a glowing light at the top of the stairs. Investigator guy that was peeling his face off comes back in the room, and both of them are staring at some sort of being made of light coming down the stairs. Everyone it's else so wakes beautiful. Up. And is staring at this thing when it suddenly disappears. They play back the recording and they can see multiple beings of light on the recording. The next day, anybody have anything to say about that? That was just that that I got the sense that they were all like, it's, you know, it's so beautiful. Look at them all. Like, you know, did did you guys forget that it it took a child? Yeah. Yeah. uh, There was one comment that was made. They look sad or whatever. And I think there was mixed feelings about what was happening yeah. among the – they didn't do a great job of like very clearly displaying that visually because mm-hmm. it was all kind of visual at that point. Um, but it def- like some of them had looks on their faces like it was not this like moment of, oh, let's feel bad for these ghosts even though a couple of them seemed like that's how they were feeling or whatever. Maybe a couple of them were like what you, was, you were saying, Rick, where they were like, oh, it's beautiful. It- when you say yeah. a couple of them, you mean the the, the living beings because the living beings, yeah. We not literally the only see like kind of just balls of light. There's it, when they look back in the video, there's like uh, see-through faces and heads on top of the mm-hmm. balls of lights. Yeah, but certainly not enough for us to be like, oh yeah, they do look sad, you know? Like, not no, nope. yeah. There's no, yeah. Yeah, again, there's this weird back and forth. It almost feels like it's part of the haunting. Or poltergeist's activity where, like, people stop being afraid and stop being concerned about what they're actually concerned about and, like, are consumed with just these emotions that don't seem to fit the situation. Right. Sort of awestruck, which, may, I mean, maybe that maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so the next day, uh, <laughs> the little boy and the dog are put in the cab to Grandma's. <laughs> We've kind of <laughs> gone over that. Yep. The investigator lady is going to go back and try and bring 
more help. One of the investigator guys is going to stay there. The other investigator guy is never coming back. Yeah. And that would be the guy that peeled his own face off. I right. feel he's like he's got to spend some that time putting been... that back together. <laughs> yeah, he's got That might have been tough, I think. For he's got a few <laughs> years of therapy ahead of him. <laughs> and if he does come back, he's definitely not ordering the steak. Yeah, I mean, you can tell he's never done, never had a bad acid trip before because if he had had if he had, he would probably be like, yeah, I remember that from like ten years ago. That sucks. Yeah, yeah now, now he's a vegan. Yeah, <laughs> the dad's boss shows up, worried that uh, the dad is thinking about quitting. Yeah, so um, this is the part that made me think it was a few weeks because I thought, okay, like how long do you take time off of a job before your boss has to come and talk to you about it? Right. Depends who you work for. I guess. <laughs> well, Mr. T gives three weeks, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I figure two or three weeks is probably like he hasn't said come back or you're fired. But, right. but he has like said, hey, you know, are you okay? He's checking out his side gig that he's got going on with all the electronics equipment in the in the living room. And he's yeah. worried that uh, he's moving on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, and, and his cover story is, you know, Steve, Steven's cover story is that he's just been really sick. The whole family's sick. Everybody's sick. So, so Mr. Teague just decides to drag him outside and up a hill. You're like, yep. yeah, if you've got the flu or whatever, come on. Yeah, let's go. This yeah. will fix you. <laughs> yeah, let's go for a little walk. Anyway, yeah. all of these little neighborhoods within this bigger neighborhood i guess have uh phases to them the family that we are watching are in phase one where the boss takes him up to hike uh he tells him is where phase five is going to be towards the end of the scene it kind of pulls back and we see that they're actually uh next to an old cemetery this is when the boss gives us a revelation that this is not the first time that they have done this that they also did it for phase one, which is where... And to be happened. clear, when you say it, you mean relocating uh, the cemetery. Relocating a cemetery, right. Yeah. Or build, yeah, building where a cemetery was. The lady investigator then comes back, uh, bringing a tiny little psychic with her. The psychic says that Carol Ann is indeed alive and in the house, and that all the spirits are drawn to her because of her life force. She says there are a lot of spirits in the house that are stuck un and unable to transition onward, she also says there is one evil presence there who is keeping Carol Ann and filling her head with lies. Yeah, this is when we get like a real peek into the other side of what's happening yeah. to Carol Ann. This right. is this is the lady where every time I think of this movie, I just think of her saying, Carol Ann, don't go into the light. Again, this is another South Park moment too, where in South Park they, they literally ripped this exact like character and had her say, Carol Ann, don't go into the light. Like, Man. Well, I, I can only imagine Zelda Rubenstein would make a great South Park character. <laughs> and she did. Yeah. Did she play um, herself in that in that uh, South Park episode? <laughs> oh, maybe. Now I'm going to want to More research. Out. Yep. <laughs> it depends on when that was because uh, she yeah, died about she 10 years or so yeah, ago. She's been dead for a while now. The psychic makes the dad yell at Carol Ann and threaten a spanking because he's the disciplinarian i suppose of the two between the, the mom and dad right and but he did take the opportunity to make it perfectly clear that he's never spanked his children right never well he's a hippie that does not surprise me at all right uh she then makes the mom tell carol ann to go to the light and that the mom is in the light also so uh mom not, isn't happy about this although because i i think she sees it as lying i guess mm-hmm 
but it's sort of telling the truth, right? Because doesn't she want her to go? I, I, I guess I was a little confused. Is I think the there's light... a lot of flip-flops. So go, go to the light, don't go to the light. Mm-hmm. And they're manipulating Carol Ann to manipulate, to manipulate the entity. They're wanting all these ghosts yeah. to go into the light, but I think it is dangerous for Carol Ann to go there, and the psychic wanted her to move close to the light so that the other ghosts would, would find it and go through, mm. but Carol Ann wouldn't. And that's, I don't know. I don't know why I... they just didn't tell her that. Hence the rope. You know? Yeah, <laughs> Caroline, go stand next to the light, but don't go in. Yeah, <laughs> like six, seven inches tops. Yeah. That's I, it. I mean, she seems old enough where she could understand that. Don't go into the light, but get close to it. Yeah. Yeah. Then they go into the kids' room. Uh, the closet is lighting up like crazy. The psychic lady throws a couple tennis balls in there, and they come out the living room ceiling, where the the remaining investigator guy catches them. Uh, they tell Carol not to go into the light and to stop where she's at. So this is where they, I mean, I don't know how they know where she's at. but Yeah, this is bad, dial- bad dialogue writing, I think, at this at this Yeah, this whole scene is a little janky to me. Yeah. Uh, and then the dad throws the rope into the light, and it comes out the other end, and the investigator guy grabs it and takes the slack out of it. Everything that comes out of that ceiling portal has some sort of pink sludge on it. Mm-hmm. The mom then says that she's going to be the one to go into the light and get Carol Ann. Mom and dad hug and kiss. Hold on. Mom, there's oh, a sorry. part here. I'm sorry. Before you move on, there's a part here, interaction between her, the mom, and uh, the medium, uh-huh. where the medium's like, I'm going to go in. And the mom's like, no, you're not. I'm going to go. And then the medium's like, you've never done this before. And then the mom's like, neither of you. And then the medium goes, good point. And then hands her the, the rope. I was, I was like, that's it? Like, it, it's you were like, it seemed like you really like had a good argument. You're passionate about, you should be the one to go. And yeah. all it takes is for her to say, you've never been in there either. And she's like, all right. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Here, take the rope. I don't. I didn't get that at all. That yeah. that felt forced to me. Yeah. Okay. So mom and dad hug and kiss. Mom walks into the light of the closet. She tells uh, Stephen, the dad, not to let go. Mm-hmm. He says never. We've heard that yeah. before. Titanic. Yep. <laughs> um, there was room for both of them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He wants to know how they will know when they have Carol Ann. The psychic tells all the spirits to go into the light. And then Stephen starts pulling on the rope and a big scary face comes out and growls at him. Uh, I thought that part was kind of cool, actually. That was pretty cool. And the medium at this point is saying, not yet, it's too soon. You know, know, stop. But he didn't care. He just kept pulling. Yeah, Uh, because she did stuff without telling them what she was going to do. Like, there, all of this could have been planned out so much better. All she had to do is say, hey, we need Here's this to happen and this to happen and this to happen. I'm going to say this so that this happens. But instead, she just does it. And he's like, uh, I thought, like, don't do that. You said don't go into the light. And she just, like, ignores him. And she's like, all oh, the, the the ghosty kids go into the light. And he's just like, no, don't do that. And that's why he dropped the rope. So, like, <laughs> like it's kind of her fault. Yeah. Oh, I agree. So Stephen, uh, the big scary face comes out. 
Uh, and then the mom and Carol Ann fall from the ceiling in the living room. They're both covered in pink sludge and neither of them are breathing. The mom, oh, they they kind of rush her, them both into a bathtub, I think mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. The mom then wakes up and then Carol Ann finally wakes up and she well, says. But he's uh, only because he kept telling them, breathe. Yeah. Well, breathe. I, I, I was thinking CPR might be something at this yeah. point, but no, uh, it's just, all you I, have to do is tell them. I breathe. believe you forgot that they were covered in gross pink. Yeah. Well, that oh, was my initial whoa, thought at yeah, that point well. too. But then he kisses um, Diane yeah. after oh, right. you know after everybody wakes up. So uh, the sludge wasn't the problem. It's just he was unwilling to do CPR. Yeah, okay. that part was really weird. It didn't make any sense to me, and it was drug out for way too long. It like, was, uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Carol Ann wakes up and she's like, "Hi, Daddy." It's super cute. Yeah, it's basically like she just woke up from a nap, you know, yeah. is how she looked outside of the sludge, I mean. Yeah. 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 A, a real gooey nap. <laughs> the gooey. We all had those, right, boys? She just <laughs> ate a huge bowl of jello, like with nothing but her hands, and then fell asleep. Yeah. The investigators and the psychic closed the door so the family can have some privacy. The, the psychic then smiles smugly and says, this house is clean. I don't know if that was the other iconic line that you were talking about. That is no, the, the Caroline, Caroline, don't go into the light, but that also is an iconic line. Yeah. I um, feel like she jumped the gun on the whole, this house is clean. Thing. Uh, yeah, and yeah. we will find out that she has no idea. what. It's like problem solved. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> is it though? <laughs> The next scene we see is moving day. I'm I don't know if it's the next day, but I think yeah. it might be. I don't know. Long- they seemed like they did a lot of packing and planning between I agree. that and, and got this. A moving truck. And there's I mean, a truck, right. yeah. And people to help them move. Right. Mom says that they're going to stay at the Holiday Inn out on Route 74. This is when the older daughter's like, yeah, I know that place. <laughs> I remember that place. <laughs> I know. I was like, uh, and she goes she gives her this look like, how do you know that place? Right. But, which I thought was, you know, was like, you know, oh, like, you're 16, you can make your own decisions, I <laughs> I mean, we sent our eight-year-old in a taxi cab across the freaking country. Yeah. She, she just sees her as a chip off the slutty old block, I think. Right? <laughs> That's my girl. Yeah, these are not the best parents ever. Mom's got a new gray streak in her hair, but she says that she feels really good overall. It's two two gray streaks, one on each side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't dad, know why I clarified that, but... Uh, yeah, it's necessary. I, I guess. Dad says that he's got to go to the office for some stuff, but that they are definitely leaving tonight. There's a lot. This is a lot, guys. The end of this is just an information dump. So <laughs> jump in whenever you want. Okay. Mom's getting ready to take a bath, and the little boy and girl are playing together. She tells them to go put themselves to bed, and then she goes and gets in the bath. I'm just going to... She's got a plan of dyeing her hair back to its normal color, I think, is why she's doing this bath thing. Which is... If this is the next day, it just seems weird priority-wise. I don't think it is. and the whole family has moved on pretty well at this point. Yeah. They're all like, yeah, the house is fixed. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, it also seems like what threw me off is the dad saying, we are leaving tonight. We are not staying another night in this house. Well, I mean, it would make sense if they're like, okay, we got to leave. So, like, so like we're going to make an appointment with the moving company. We're going to pack up. That's going to take a week. 
Okay. And then he's just did. had it by then. He's like, we're gone. We're not doing I, this anymore. Yeah. I, they also said something that, that made me believe that they don't have a place to go yet. So, yeah. so I, I don't know. The time is weird in here. Was Holiday it? Uh, Inn out on Route 74. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, their daughter knew what it, daughter where it was. The room, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get the usual room, please? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, hi, Dana. <laughs> Here's your yeah. usual. God, we haven't seen you in three whole days. <laughs> now, we have never met before, have we? <laughs> This is my mom and my dad, uh, yeah. Mr. Bellhop guy. <laughs> I just thought it was weird that she's not spending every second with her daughter that she was freaking out about. She's just like, all right, you guys are good. So you guys can put yourselves to sleep. I'm going to go hop in the bath. The kids climb into bed. Uh, little boy tries to throw his jacket on the creepy clown who's back in his normal spot. <laughs> on the chair facing normal him for whatever spot. reason. <laughs> right. You guys have been through a lot. <laughs> Mr. Clown watch over you. <laughs> he misses with his jacket this time. Not uh, even close. It's just yeah. like halfway there. Carol Ann, uh, we cut to her and she's got a doll that's head is off for some reason. That was we don't weird. know why. We don't know why. Uh, then she sort of moves the head down close to the body and then snuggles it and the head falls off again. <laughs> A lot of things that seem that they like put emphasis on either visually or through dialogue yeah. that don't mean anything in this movie. Not a thing. Yeah. We cut to mom enjoying her bath. The little boy is woken up by some sounds of movement in the room. He looks where the clown was sitting and uh-oh, guess what guys? What? What that happened? Clown is, that clown is gone. What? No. It's not in the chair. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> little, the little boy... <laughs> The little boy looks under the bed. It's not there either. All of a sudden, though, that clown is on the bed behind him, strangling him. And then next, he's the clown's like pulling the kid underneath the bed. Yeah. This part is a little weird for me because Carol Ann is awake, she watches him get pulled under the bed. And then we, like, she doesn't, your turn. she doesn't scream out. She doesn't like do anything. She doesn't call for the mom. She's yeah. just like, I guess this is happening again. <laughs> I uh, did see a little bit of trivia about this section. If you thought that that boy was acting very well, he was not. He was be actually being strangled. The, 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 the animatronics on the clown actually mis malfunctioned and was strangling oh him. Wow. And the directors were just like, oh, this kid's killing it. And then he starts Man. turning purple. And they <laughs> ran up there and like, had to pull the arms off of this kid. Wow. <laughs> then mom is uh, relaxing in bed. And suddenly she is being pushed all around the room, up the wall, onto the ceiling. I feel like this was stolen for one of the scary movies like the you know, uh, scary movie franchise right. i feel like they did they did the same exact scene with uh with anna ferris where she was sliding all around the room or something like that it, it just it looked very familiar to me but i i mean it could have been from this movie i suppose Meanwhile, the little boy is kicking the shit out of the clown i actually love this part of it i love uh, we, that he did that we don't know how he got the upper hand, but he did. He totally he, did. I, this is years of aggression coming out on this clown. <laughs> you clown! <laughs> like, I like, have a reason! He, yeah. went, he went all Happy Gilmore on that clown. Yeah, he <laughs> did. Carrying it apart. <laughs> Who's laughing now, clown? 
He's laughing. He's having a good time. Mom tries to get into the kid's room, but all of a sudden there's a beast guarding it. Kind of a creepy looking thing. With Again, I kind of liked. Like, I kind of liked this. I like. I, I did too. And it, I. I mean, I had. There were times, lots of times, when I was like, "Wow, eighty-two, huh? Nice yeah. work, guys." Yeah. You know? It realizing what year they made it also made me realize why it was critically acclaimed because the special mm-hmm. effects were definitely really well done. Yeah. But yeah, this part of that, I, the reason I like this part is what it put some character behind the evil it, because up to this point, the house, the evil in the house sort of felt ambiguous. Like it was just this cloud of evil. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, the doorway to the closet gets all goopy and then starts glowing mom's running around like a chicken with the head cut off and falls into the pool which is ironic because she was really worried about this pool the whole time about Mm -hmm. with with her daughter and she's the one that falls in it yep all of a sudden skeletons start floating uh to the surface of this water coffins are rising up out of the ground i do feel i feel like at this point like the skeletons and coffins coming up out of the ground they they were like uh, way overreacting to this happening. Like they have seen some really crazy things happen at this point, but like those skeletons didn't animate. It wasn't like they came out of the ground like zombies and then came after her. They just came out of the ground, the coffin opened and then it's just a skeleton and they're just like not moving. I would have just been, that should just been another day at the house for her for them. Yeah, exactly. Like, Oh, okay. Well, let me get out of this. We're doing this today. huh? Oh man. (laughs) That's annoying. Right. Like how is that just as scary as a giant, like skeletal monster that's legitimately like moving and aggressive toward her. Whereas just skeletons coming out of the ground and just doing nothing floating in the water. She's just like flipping out. It seemed weird to me. I I don't disagree. That it does it does seem like it should be par for the course at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I think maybe she's super hysterical though at that, you know. Could and be. Maybe, and everything's going to just pile on that at that at, you know. Yeah. Once she's I don't remember why she ran outside in the first place. Yeah, um, she was trying to get the neighbor's I, attention to get help. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought she was trying to and, find a different entrance into the kids' room or something. Uh, I was like that. What? Okay. And she eventually did. They did come over. The they um, helped pull her and, out of the pool. And his wife. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But that was the extent of what they were willing to do. That she kept begging him to come in the house and help her. And well, he like, was nope. going to, but his wife wouldn't let him. Right. So mom runs back into the house and upstairs to uh, try and save her kids. Uh, she's trying to run down the hall, but the door starts getting further and further away. Uh, yeah, I also liked that part too. That was very well done. Effect, yeah. yeah, it's just Maybe a it's it. just like a a, a a lens thing too. Like sure, it's not yeah. even like computerized anything. It, it gave it almost like a dreamlike quality. It's very like, cool. You know, unable to run as fast as you need to. Yeah, it's you move the camera and zoom out at the same time or some or or whatever. You move and zoom at the same time, it causes that effect. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. Um meanwhile the actress is just running in place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Well no, she can she can still move forward because yeah. because everything's gonna have that elongation effect, even her. Yeah. So yeah. It's really saying, cool. She would get there very quickly and much quicker than than yeah, yeah she actually true. does. I I don't know if I looked, but she, I will bet you if you watch it back, she probably didn't uh, move very quickly down that hallway. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, 
she finally gets to the door uh, to the kids' room and opens it, and there is a giant sphincter in the closet. Huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looked like a normal one to me. What are you talking about? <laughs> you should get that checked, sir. You could call it maybe a throat also. It just sort of looked like an open, gross thing, you know? I mean, I, uh, like if your throat looked like that, I would also get that checked. Sure, yeah. but at least at least it has a reason to be. At least it's not like intestine. Like <laughs> wow, <laughs> fair enough. Mom tells the little boy to give her his hand. I think things are getting sucked into this little this thing. Like there's a windpipe again of, of some sort of. Uh... Right, the kids are hanging onto the wicker on the bed. Right, the head. Right. So mom tells Which... the little boy to give her mm-hmm. his hand and then to grab his sister's hand. Then that was asked, a that was a really bad grip between the brother and the sister. Like how did how did they both come out of there with that little, you know, finger grip thing they had going yeah, that on? That was really well, bad. I'll tell you how. Uh the mom then asked God for help. So, oh, oh that's well true. that solves everything. And then why, she Why didn't she think of that sooner? <laughs> and I, I think we could have just not watched this movie if she had just done that, you know, <laughs> yeah. day one. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, she asked God for help and then she pulls the kids out of the room with some pretty superhuman strength. Yeah. Finally, Dad shows up for the party. He tries. And to it get looked him... like he was fifty-fifty on whether he was going in the house or not. Yeah. He was like, well, <laughs> I can I can start a new family. He's like checking the address. He's like, "Is it? Am I sure this is my place?" <laughs> they yeah, go over and see boys. if the mosquitoes are bugging Ben yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely was. It was it was fifty fifty. Like toss a coin. I'm going in, or I'm going. I'm getting back in the cab. Right. Yeah. Like, Grandma's house is super close. <laughs> right. Uh, it's close enough to send a kid into in a cab to yeah. it. But finally, he does try and get in the front door, uh, but it's blocked by another coffin. coffins. That's when he yeah. realizes that they had not. They had only moved the headstones, not the yeah. grave. Not the people. Yeah. And it, more skeletons are popping up everywhere. Everywhere they try and run, more coffins, more skeletons. The boss is there with the dad, apparently, because he's all of a sudden there in the scene. Mm-hmm. And this is when the dad yells at him about, like you said, Rich, he's only moving the headstones, not the bodies. Yeah, it was a very uh, poignant line. Yeah, you you bastard! You only move the headstones. Not the bodies. I think he said it twice too. Twice. In case, the, in, yeah. In case the audience didn't hear him the first time. The <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think most people would come to that conclusion with the haunting and the fact that they already talked about how they. Oh, we've already done this before, where we right. moved a cemetery and. A little slow on the uptake there. Those yeah, guys. but this is this was a, them spelling it out for the audience. Yeah, these good. <laughs> okay, so oh, here's what happens. Suddenly, the coffins and bodies <laughs> popping up. Stay, stay with me here. <laughs> See, there was a cemetery right here. Yeah, remember wait, when wait, we said that earlier? Wait, I got now there, down. There's still a cemetery right here. Only the gravestones are now somewhere else. Right. And by relocated, I mean they're in the dump. And it really Um, feels like to me, all of the graves and everything are like in their one quarter acre plot. Everybody who's ever been buried is like in the swimming pool vicinity. No other house is affected by this. So it must have been a tiny little cemetery right where their house was. Well, that's how it seemed at the time of the, at this point, but later on, there's just like mayhem and fire and everything across the rest of the neighborhood. So finally the family gets out of the house and they all pile in the car. 
dad's having trouble finding the right key, <laughs> which is kind of just an interesting little touch. Again, like, for this is forced tension that I was just I like, know. I was like, oh, come on. I just put the stupid key in the ignition. And it's the square death. one. Yeah, yeah, the round point. one opens the door. The square one's in the ignition. That's Ever, it. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The family's not helping at all because they're just screaming, screaming at him. Screaming at him. Like, uh, and they're escalating, too. Oh, and, and, and there, they, it looked like they everybody contemplated leaving Dana. Yeah. Too. Like, the kid was just like, just go! I thought they <laughs> left her, because she shows up, and she's like, what is happening? And yeah, then the, so the kid's like, just go! And then, yeah. boom, they drive away. There's yeah. fire hydrants spitting, or <laughs> spitting water, and there's, like, a gas pipe yeah, in flames. Kind of a, we can do with right? her. And they're yeah. just, like, weaving through all of it. And the only reason I know that they didn't left, leave her is because when they get to the stupid Holiday Inn, there she is. And I'm like, okay, right. they didn't leave her. <laughs> By the way, she does show back up with a hickey on her neck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was fresh, too. That, that yeah. hickey was minutes from um, happening. <laughs> the family drives away, leaving the boss there to witness this house kind of imploding on itself and uh, yeah. kind of disappearing into this little black hole or whatever. I don't know. The very exhausted and very dirty family make it to the Holiday Inn, uh, Dana's home away from home. Right. And they the, go. <laughs> the guy at the front desk is like, you, "Didn't you just leave? Yeah, you were just here. You were just here. <laughs> we haven't even cleaned up the, the your mess that you left." They go in their room, close the door, and then the door opens, and Dad wheels the TV out onto the landing and leaves it there. I love that because it was definitely that they owned a TV that all this happened. It wasn't because yeah. they were, you know, built on a graveyard. <laughs> I didn't blame him even one iota for that. I, yeah. as, when he rolled it out, I literally said to myself out loud, yeah, I'd probably do that too. He yeah. should have thrown it in the pool down below. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so I was under this misapprehension that, that the little girl was sucked into the television, but she never got sucked into the television. And mm-hmm. I think this last scene is what made me think that for many, many years. Maybe. Yeah. Like, you know, I, and maybe a little bit of that is Poltergeist 2, because she might have got sucked into the television in Poltergeist 2. I don't think I've seen I think any she of the other did. Ones. I think you're right. It, it, well, the other thing is they actually came out of the television. That's how this whole thing started. Because they came out yeah. of the television. Mm-hmm. So. And, but but they didn't witness that. So that's where I'm like. Yeah, just she did. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the credits roll, and that's the end of that movie. That is the end of that movie. <laughs> any, yep. uh, Movie's any over. Final, any final thoughts about, uh, for any notes or anything, trivia, stuff like that? This would be a good spot to do that. Mm-hmm. There is a, um, uh, a very uh, well known, like, it's that this movie is cursed. That, yeah, that I there's mean, a real life curse that goes along with this. Several of the actors and and people that worked on this uh, met pretty horrific ends to their lives, and they think it's because uh, of this curse that goes along with this movie. I thought that yeah, was yeah. Exorcist that that theory, but I really think it's only two two of the actors. Right. One of them just died five months after the movie was released. So that right. was, that was pretty quickly. That's probably where the where the curse came from, and that was Domi- uh, Dominique Dunn. She got strangled. Was that um, the older five, daughter? Five months then, no, yeah. that was the girl, wasn't it? The daughter? No, yeah. it was the older daughter. The, the older, older daughter. daughter. Yeah. The the younger daughter uh, died, younger but daughter it was died, it was years years later. Stomach thing, yeah. Right. And uh, another actor, I think, was killed with an axe by a, a fa- by by a boyfriend or something. I think I don't know. Oh, well, he should have not have been standing there. 
<laughs> or she, I can't remember uh, who it was. But a lot of people think that the curse stems from the fact that they apparently used some real skeletons, like actual uh, actual skeletons, for the for those scenes that with, with the mini mini skeletons. I actually, you said that uh, the Craig T. Nelson guy uh, is in Spokane. I had no idea he was born in Spokane. Yeah, he's 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 got a place here locally, and yeah. He's, yeah, he was born in Spokane. He graduated from Lewis and Clark High School, and yeah. apparently he hangs out at the airport a lot. Yeah, he's there all the time. <laughs> he's also the the voice of uh, Mister Incredible from The Incredibles. Yes, yeah. All right, so I guess we move into what we think about this. Did this movie hold up? This was Rick's pick, so he'll go last. Mm-hmm. I just want to make a comment on you know the the one thing. Oh, last. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, so, la- so last is not first. Is that what you're saying? That's true. Uh, or if you ain't first, you're last. I, I don't. I don't know. How, how does that work? Well, neither of those apply. <laughs> but in this case, you are last. Yeah. Uh, All right. Rich, I'll try again. So anyway, it's like I was saying. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Rick can go first if he really wants to. I'm done no, with that. No. <laughs> okay. So again, not having actually seen this movie until today yeah uh yeah it definitely holds up as a good movie which is not every movie from the 80s it was entertaining i laughed i enjoyed a lot of the plot moments it made sense for most of the time i don't know i'd probably watch it again too so yeah i think it probably holds up i'm right there with you i actually really enjoyed this beginning to end i mean it was it had its little cheesiness stuff but really not much for being from the early 80s uh and it just kind of it was a reminder of like why spielberg is a legend (laughs) i guess you know that his he definitely had his hand in this and you can see that i thought the cast was great yeah i thought it was really good i would watch it again also and i'd recommend it same for me i mean it's probably been 40 years since i since i've seen it um and i still enjoyed it the one thing that that I was disappointed in was the one thing that, that really stuck in my head for, for the 40 years of not seeing this movie was the whole, the guy clawing his face apart and remember thinking, you know, how, you know, gross. And, you know, that was at the time watching the cheesiness of, of that scene this yeah. time was like, Oh my God, well, I've wasted 40 years of my life on that now. <laughs> and yeah. that was the goriest part of the movie too, by far. Like that was the only time they dipped yeah. into uh, a like the a gore sort of scene that I you know um, right. the only thing that got close Rich said was the the little boy when he's getting hit, eaten by the tree he had blood all over his face and mm-hmm. that's not to me that's not really gore um, on that level and that was also for me the cheesiest part of the entire movie yeah it was just <laughs> the tree it was poorly done the... I mean yeah. you know the the head was clearly not anywhere near the body you right. know yeah. um, so and it and, had like the claymation skeleton <laughs> kind of blinking and stuff. yeah <laughs> yeah it did not that part that one little bit did not hold up but for right. the most part i think a lot of it did so uh, uh, yep. really really good movie i was really really pleasantly surprised I do remember thinking as I was watching it, yeah, great movie, actually. Yeah, totally would watch it again. It actually made me kind of want to just watch, jump right into Poltergeist 2 and watch that. Yeah. Well, uh, you pick next, right? So I guess I know what we're doing. <laughs> no. For our podcast, I think. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Uh, I ended up watching the trailer for the remake that they did in 2015. 
And as I was watching that, I realized, oh, yeah, this is what I expect these kinds of special effects to look like, you know, like people Mm -hmm. being pulled and dragged all over the place. And it says a lot for how uh, what we're able to do in terms of like like creating verisimilitude in uh, movies now versus back in the 80s, where it's like you could actually make it look like something's coming out of a TV and make it look fairly realistic now. Instead of, you know, like an obviously hand-animated wisp of ghost hand. Other than that, like, I also remember the comment while I was watching it, I was thinking about the comment Rick made where uh, back in the 80s we had to watch movies and sort of like use our imaginations. Or maybe you said that, Matt. I can't remember who said that. That's like reading a book, though. (laughs) Yeah, and I was just like, yeah. I was like, for this, I was like, yeah, we still kind of have to use our imaginations. We still, there's a lot more suspension of disbelief in in these older movies because of the unrealistic nature of the special effects. But yeah, I kind of want to watch the new one now just to see the difference. What's next on this? Is it recommendations? Yeah, my recommendation and and browsing through the movies that I have on hand um, is Identity. Um, It's a, it's a good, uh, for me, it's a, it's a good um, suspenseful kind of keeps you, you know, what's really happening here. The, the entire movie, I like the movies where you have to try and kind of figure things out and, and you feel pleased with yourself if, if you figure it out before they tell you the the way it is. And that, that movie is, uh, is just one of those movies for me. Is that the one where all the people live inside John Cusack's head? No, that's being uh, John Malkovich. Yeah, actually, John Cusack is one of the people living inside another guy's head. I know. But yes. I know. But oh, he's, like the, he's, like the, he's like the star of the movie. Right, so. he's the star, yep. <laughs> uh, Ray Liotta's in it, yeah. Yeah, pretty good movie. Yep. Shit. Uh... <laughs> See, now, now you know what I feel like week after week. I know. <laughs> it um, sucks, doesn't it? Okay, I ha- I'll do my recommendation. Oh, sweet. Thank you. Yeah, it'll give you some time. Okay. Uh, and I'm only recommending this because it's what I'm kind of uh, like watching it, watching right now. And, you know, whatever. I like entertainment, so deal with it. Um, I would say My Hero Academia. Okay. Yeah. I did. I started watching that on your recommendation. Yeah. A while back. I kind of petered out, though. Yeah. It, um, um, the beginning of it is you got to push through the first half of the first season before like it gets really actiony yeah um he's oh, kind of whiny he's kind of whiny at the fun. beginning yeah uh he's yeah he's still breaking his arm every time he punches people so oh yeah yeah <laughs> like... that's that's when it starts getting good that's when it starts getting good yeah i think i'm going to i like to I try and make some sort of loose correlation to the movie we watched and i think i will do a craig t nelson I believe this is kind of off the cuff. All the right moves. That'd be is a that very the astronaut young, one, or no, or no very that's young, the right stuff. very young uh, Tom Cruise and oh, wrestling a, movie. No football. Uh, Damn it, football. I'll keep guessing though, if you don't I mind. I believe Craig T. Nelson <laughs> is the coach in that movie, though, and and it's uh, yep. I I think one of Tom Cruise's very first starring roles uh, has a young Leah Thompson in it, also. Um, it's always a good thing. And She's no Phoebe Kate, but she'll do. I can't uh, <laughs> give you a lot of information because it's maybe one of those I would do for this this podcast. Yeah. In that I don't know a ton. I don't remember a ton about it, but I remember liking it. You know, it's about a high school football kid whose like only chance of getting out of his small town is through a football scholarship, and kind of has this rocky relationship with his coach, and 
it gets him into trouble and the coach sort of blackballs him from uh, somehow using his his uh, power <laughs> and connections from getting into college and mm. kind of about his struggle towards the end of his senior year trying to decide what he's going to do. So, Well, now Pretty... I feel like we don't even need to do that one on a podcast. We know what the movie is. We just talked about it. I didn't tell you the ending. <laughs> <laughs> the, against all definitely. odds, they come, ba- they come back from behind and win the big game. <laughs> I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) This is like every football game ever or every football movie ever. That that could happen. I think, I think at some point Tom Cruise isn't even on the football team anymore. So I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So that's my recommendation. All right. Yes. Okay. All right. uh, We'll wrap this up then. Thanks for listening guys. This has been cluster flicks and I am Matt Miller. I'm Rick Provost. We'll see you next week. Well, I'm or- I'm here too, and I'm Rich Inman. But yeah, we definitely will see you next week. But DiCaprio was in Deep Impact, right? No, that was no? Um, Taya Leone. Oh. Yeah, that, that's who you were thinking of. You were thinking of Taya Leone. <laughs> <laughs> a lot alike. <laughs>